Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for August 28th, 2023. My name is Chris, I'm your host. It's a parade inside my city, yeah! They wrote me off, I ain't right back though. That's the problem, I ain't right back, let's go. And on today's episode, I'm going to be going over why I absolutely hate the Trey Lance trade for the Cowboys. I'm also going to be going over should the Cowboys keep Will Greer or Cooper Rush after Will Greer's tremendous performance in the final preseason game versus the Raiders. I'm also going to be going over should the Cowboys keep Hunter Lipke on their 53-man roster. But before we get into the episode, if you guys haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and make sure to subscribe as well. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to follow the show and leave a five-star review. That would be greatly appreciated. Without further ado, let's get into it. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion. That's what I hear all the time until the person that's entitled to their own opinion voices their own opinion, and then people hate that person's opinion, right? Like I made a few videos on TikTok as to why I absolutely hate the Trey Lance trade for the Cowboys, and then people tried to spin it into me just defending Dak and saying that the only reason why I hate this trade is because I'm a fan of Dak Prescott. Uh, If Trey Lance becomes Patrick Mahomes, that would be uh, a great thing. I would actually love that. Is that realistic? No. And here's the thing. I wasn't a fan of Trey Lance uh, going into the draft in the 2021 draft. I haven't been a fan of what he's been doing in the NFL. So I would be phony to switch up and say that now I'm a fan of Trey Lance's game just because he's on the Cowboys. That would be hypocritical of me. And if the Eagles made this trade, I'd be clowning the Eagles for making this trade. I think that a fourth round pick is way too much to give up for a guy that I don't think will be any good in this league. Right, like the San Francisco 49ers pretty much gave this guy away. Why? Because he wasn't reaching the potential that they thought that he could reach. Matter of fact, it's not even that he didn't reach the potential that they thought he could reach. He didn't even come close. Like This is a guy who lost out on a quarterback battle to Sam Darnold. And I understand that this guy has talent and the Cowboys think that they can develop this talent into a solid backup quarterback that they could potentially trade uh, down the line because I don't think this has anything to do with Dak Prescott, which is why like people would think that I'm taking the angle that I don't like this because I'm a fan of Dak Prescott. Like, no, I don't like this because I don't think that this is a proper use of draft capital. Because at the end of the day, I think that Cooper Rush is a fine backup quarterback. I don't think it's hard to find solid backup quarterbacks in this league. I don't think you need to trade a fourth-round pick to go get one, especially when you're a team in a Super Bowl window, and now the only picks that you have are a first, a second, a third, and two sevenths. Like Obviously, you're going to get compensatory picks because... That's the the way it rolls because, you know, Connor McGovern signed in Buffalo. He signed a nice contract. I assume you're going to get a comp pick for that. I would assume you're going to get one for Dalton Schultz as well. 
So like draft capital wise going into next draft, like, yeah, they're, they're probably going to have around six, seven picks for next draft. But the thing is you need draft capital to make those mid season trades to improve your roster. Right. And the Cowboys right now do not have the draft capital at their disposal to make those improvements to their roster. And to be honest with you, like this is a, a pretty complete roster, but I would rather have them use that draft pick to go out and get a, position that the Cowboys could actually use this upcoming season. I think that there's better ways to use your draft capital than a quarterback three who's not going to see the field this upcoming season that you hope develops into a good quarterback for your team. Like, I just think that there's better ways to use your draft capital than that, right? Like, I would rather them go use their draft capital to go get, you know, a, a backup offensive lineman or something along those lines. Or let's just say midseason, a guy goes out, let's just say a linebacker goes out. I would rather them use that fourth round pick to go get a decent linebacker to go fill that need if that need potentially comes up. Because throughout the course of the season, you're going to lose guys. Hopefully, you know, hopefully that's not the case this year. And hopefully if the Cowboys do lose guys, it's not for a significant period of time. But that happens. And now the Cowboys, I don't believe, have adequate draft capital to bring in solid players at those positions because those that's what those fourth round picks are valuable for you know and and another thing that i absolutely can't stand about this trade it's not even about just the the trade in general it's the fact that there are fans out there that get upset with fans who don't like this trade and they're like you just don't understand the business of football you don't see the layers i here's the thing i understand football though and i understand that trey lance isn't a good quarterback Maybe they can develop into a good quarterback. Maybe the best case scenario happens. How often do you see a team that bails on a, a, a player and they trade them for mid to late round draft picks, have that player come in, and now all of a sudden he's much better than the situation that he just came from? Name me the last time that that happened. Because there's a reason why they give these guys away for low draft capital. Okay, there's a reason why this guy didn't beat out Sam Darnold. There's a reason why this guy, you know, it's it's just to me, it's it's so baffling to me. Like, I'm allowed to not like this trade. Fans are allowed to not like this trade. And it doesn't make us uh 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 one level thinkers or whatever it may be. Because that that's the sentiment I hear. You just don't you don't understand that there's levels to this and this, that. No, I, I just don't like the player. I don't like the at the end of the day, I don't like the player. This is a guy who needs reps and he's not getting reps here. He's not even the backup quarterback on this team. If he couldn't beat out Sam Darnold in a quarterback competition, he's not beating out Cooper Rush in a, a quarterback competition. He's the third string quarterback on this team. He's not going to get game reps unless the Cowboys are up by 20 plus points in the fourth quarter in every single game. And then maybe he can get some reps there. They're not meaningful reps though. I mean, and, and again, this is a guy who got drafted based off what he did in the 2019, 2019 college season. It is 2023. That was four years ago. He got drafted based off what he did four years ago. He's done nothing of note since 2019. I don't see the potential here. He's got a big arm. He's mobile. Congrats. So does Carson Wentz. But at the very least, at least Carson Wentz went out there by his second season and won a damn MVP. Now, I understand that Trey Lance was hurt. I understand that. I get that. But at the same time, 
at least Carson Wentz, his rookie season, showed some potential. I mean, granted, it didn't lead to anything, but he showed some potential. And so far, I haven't seen anything like that from Trey Lance. And when the, when the Eagles traded Carson Wentz, at least they got a first-round pick out of the guy. San Francisco traded Trey Lance and got a fourth. And here's the thing. The Cowboys were in a bidding war with other teams. I believe it's reported that the Bills, the Lions, and the Ravens were involved in this trade. But the thing is, they were offering fifth and sixth round picks. So even they looked at it and they're like, you know, we, we kind of like the, the upside. We're not giving you a, a fourth round pick, though. The Cowboys won that trade because they outbid everybody because nobody else was willing to give up a fourth round pick for the guy. So uh, I understand where people are coming from, where they say, you know, they like his potential. But here's the thing. You're talking to a guy who didn't like this guy going into the draft. You're talking to a guy who hasn't liked what he's put on tape uh, so far in his NFL career. And I'm allowed to not like this trade. And I'm allowed to think that they overpaid for this trade. Like, I'm allowed to think that. And you're allowed to think the opposite of me because everybody's entitled to their own own opinion. And I don't get upset and cry when uh, people have opinions that don't align with mine. I understand that you're entitled to your own opinion and it's a agree to disagree. It ain't nothing personal because the, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We want the Cowboys to win a Super Bowl. Everybody just has a different way of looking at how the team should be constructed. I don't like the trade and I'm not changing my mind off this because ultimately I don't like the player. And the one thing that the player needs is game reps. And the one thing he's not going to be able to get is game reps. So that's my stance on the Trey Lance trade. So Will Greer was tremendous against the Raiders to finish off their preseason. I'll be breaking down the All-22 on Wednesday's podcast, but uh, before we get into the All-22, let's talk about Will Greer. He was very, very good against the Raiders. He's definitely going to have a job in the NFL uh, past Tuesday, whether or not the Cowboys decide to keep him or not. Now, they told him that they were probably going to cut him after this game. I think they're going to have to rethink that decision. I think that they're going to have to have a discussion about this, who they should keep, Will Greer or Cooper Rush. And I understand why uh, they would roll with Cooper Rush just due to the fact that you've seen this guy in the regular season be able to be the quarterback of a team who went 4-1 and one over a stretch of five games. Now, granted, I would look at the defense as more of a contributing factor uh, as to the reason why they won that many games in that stretch. However, one thing that Cooper Rush did outside of the Eagles game was uh, he uh, he he ran the offense within structure. He didn't turn the ball over, and he just let the defense do their thing, right? Like on a third down, if nothing was avail- available down the field, he checked down to a running back, and they would punt the ball away and let the defense do their thing. And I think that ultimately, that what Cooper Rush brings to the table is stability. Now, I think the difference between Cooper Rush and Will Greer is that Will Greer is very talented. He has a big arm. Uh, he's mobile. He doesn't process the game at a high level. And I think that Cooper Rush is the opposite. I don't think Cooper Rush is talented at all, but I think he processes the game at a high level. You're going to get stability out of the position. He's not going to turn the ball over. He's not going to make bad decisions. And uh, that's where I think the difference between the two lies. Now, here's the thing. Um, Trey Lance is in the building now. And what is Trey Lance? A guy with a big arm that's mobile that doesn't necessarily process the game at a high level. So he's pretty much what Will Greer is. So um, to me, 
I would roll with Cooper Rush just because he brings something that Will Greer doesn't bring to the table. Again, stability. And if the Cowboys aren't satisfied with the ceiling that Cooper Rush puts on this offense, then they can just put Trey Lance in the game. And I think that you would have a higher ceiling on your offense with Trey Lance uh, running the show. Now, granted, um, I think that the floor is a lot lower with Trey Lance than it is with Cooper Rush because at the at at the very least, you know what the floor is for this offense with Cooper Rush as the quarterback. Again, makes good decisions, checks the ball down when he needs to, doesn't do too much. And, uh, you know, to me, if Dak Prescott goes down, Cooper Rush should be the guy that they roll with because ultimately th- this defense can win you games. That's how good this defense is. They are absolutely loaded. And I think that the Cowboys should play to the strength of their team, which is the defense, no matter who the quarterback is, to be honest with you. Like that same thing where I talk about if nothing's available on third down, check it down. Same thing should apply to Dak Prescott. Nothing down there, just check the ball down and get off the field, punt it away, make that uh, opposing offense have to drive 80 yards on this defense. It's going to be hard to do that consistently. And I think that if the Cowboys uh, go into the season with that mindset of the quarterback doesn't need to do uh, uh, too much, or I shouldn't say doesn't need to do too much, but the quarterback doesn't need to go out there and flat out win us games. We have built a really good roster, play within the structure of the offense and and let everything uh, roll the way it is. And so to me, the Cowboys are going to have to ask themselves, uh, do we prefer the stability that Cooper Rush brings or do we prefer the raw talent that Will Greer brings? Because, I mean, I saw Will Greer do some things this this past game that I don't think Cooper Rush is capable of. So it's a very interesting question. I ultimately believe they stick with Cooper Rush, though. But, man, Will Greer is going to have a job. Shout out to the guy. guy. Shout out to that guy. Uh, he played his ass off. And, uh, you know, all the respect in the world goes to Will Greer. Hunter Lipke is a guy who was very good against the Raiders as well. Now, to me, one thing that I've been disappointed with the Cowboys this preseason is that they haven't used Hunter Lipke the way he was used in college. Like the way he was used in college was pretty much the way that they used Sean McCann. But instead of just being in the backfield and having no threat of running the ball out of the backfield like they do with Sean McCann, he could actually run with the ball out of the backfield, good in pass protection, can line up at tight end, catch passes. There are so many things that this guy was able to bring to that North Dakota State offense that I don't think that the Cowboys are utilizing. Pretty much the only role that I've seen him used in is lined up as a halfback, taking handoffs as a halfback. But in this game, you know, he was pretty pretty much kind of the same thing, but he was also catching passes out of the backfield, something that I think that he could do at a high level, whether lined up at fullback or whether lined up at uh, halfback. So to me, like the role that uh, uh, Hunter Lipke should have been playing was that Sean McKeon role. And I ultimately think that they're probably going to keep Sean McKeon over Hunter Lipke because you're not going to roll with four running backs, four tight ends, six receivers, five safeties. Uh, they're going to want to keep Isaiah Land on this team because he's a guy that has shown some real potential. Maybe they don't keep Isaiah Land, but I think they ultimately want to try and sneak him on this roster. And I just don't think it's the best course of action to go heavy at running back, tight end, safety, and, uh, you know, try to keep other positions that are probably more valuable than 
those positions on this roster. So that's where I think the problem is going to lie for Hunter Whipke. Now, me, I would keep Hunter Whipke on this team. And the reason why is because the ceiling is much higher for Hunter Whipke than Sean McKeon. We understand what Sean McKeon is. He is a limited tight end. Uh, That role that he plays, to me, kind of reminds me of what Deuce Vaughn does. And hear me out when I say this. Deuce Vaughn is going to play a very specific role on this team, right? Just like Sean McKean is going to play a very specific role on this team. And I don't think that the other tight ends on this team or a Hunter Whipke is a guy that they believe can play that role to the same level that Sean McKean can, even though I think that he can. And the upside that Hunter Whipke has, I think far surpasses the upside that Sean McKean has. Like you look at Hunter Whipke, he can, he's a better pass catcher than Sean McKean, whether you wind him up at tight end or fullback or running back. Uh, he's a better ball carrier than Sean McKeon. Uh, he's, you know, he's a more versatile player. Like when he winds up in the backfield, there is a real threat that they could give him the ball. Uh, with Sean McKeon, I've never seen them give give him a handoff and have him run with the football. And it's honestly because it probably wouldn't be a pretty sight. And and not only that, like you saw some reps from Hunter Whipke where he stepped up in pass protection and 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 put a hit on some of these linebackers that were trying to blitz. So he checks a lot of boxes for this team. And it, again, it's disappointing that they they didn't put him in uh, more positions and, and line him up all across the formation because I believe that he has the potential to do that. And, you know, to like to NFL front offices and coaching staffs, like that seniority goes a long way. And I, I just think it was such an uphill battle for Hunter Lipke to take that role away from Sean McKeon. Now, I hope that he does. Like, I hope that Hunter Lipke is on this team and Sean McKeon is on the practice squad or on another team or whatever it may be, because I just, I don't see much potential in the guy. Like, I understand the role that he plays is an important role on this offense, but I think Hunter Lipke can play that same role. And he has, again, he has higher upside than Sean McKeon. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with this roster and how they cut this roster down, because... You know, they, they want to keep, I think they want to keep five safeties with Mukwamu and Hooker and Curse and Wilson and, and Wanye Thomas and Mark, maybe Marquise Bell as well. Or, well, Marquise Bell is going to make this team. Uh, but I think that they want to roll with Wanye Thomas as well. Like, I think that they're going to have to make a tough cut at that position. Maybe Israel Mukwamu isn't on this team. Maybe that's a guy that they decide to cut because out of all those safeties, I think that. Israel McQuamu is the guy who's uh, made the least amount of impact on uh, in that room. Like, do they move on from him? Do they move on from Wanye Thomas after some of the stuff that he's shown during this preseason? You know, I think they're going to roll with five safeties. And if they're going to roll with five safeties and six wide receivers and four tight ends and four running, it's just not going to happen. That's not realistic. So, you know, I don't think that Hunter Lipke makes his team. I hope that I'm wrong. Uh, and and another thing as well, when it comes to that role that Sean McKeon plays, you know, he has live game reps playing that role. They have real life NFL regular season playoff tape on Sean McKeon playing that role. And I think that that means something to that coaching staff. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say it one more time. Upside, I think that matters here. And I think Hunter Lipke has more of that. Now, can Hunter Lipke clear waivers and make the practice squad. I think he can. I think he will. Um, But ultimately, like when it comes down to it, I think that 
again, I would still roll with uh, cutting Sean McKeon because I don't think teams value Sean McKeon to the extent that that the Cowboys value him. You know, like um, this is a guy who I think has 38 yards in two years. Uh, I think 21 games he's played, he has 38 yards. I don't, I don't think a team's going to take is going to take him off your team. I think that he he could easily make it to practice squad. And I think that that's something that needs to weigh heavy in this decision. Which guy is more likely to make it to practice squad? And I think Sean McKean is that guy. That's going to be it for the episode though, guys. It's Monday. I know it sucks. I hate it as well. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, we are one day closer to football season. We are less than two weeks away from the start of the season. Uh, We have a three-day weekend coming up pretty soon here for the people who work a regular Monday to Friday job and whoever goes to school uh, Monday through Friday, we have a three-day weekend coming up next week. And to be honest with you, I think I said this on previous podcasts, I'm actually going to be taking every Monday off throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the regular season until I think uh, late November, I think is when I'm probably going to start working Mondays again. But I'm going to be taking every Monday off. I have vacation time that I'm going to be using throughout that time. So ultimately, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. This this football season, college football started the other day. I watched that uh, Notre Dame Navy game and man, uh, Notre Dame really spanked them boys. I mean, Sam Hartman looks like he could be a uh, you know, you know, a very good quarterback for that program. I mean, that's one thing that I think Notre Dame has been missing is a legit quarterback. Like they've had quarterbacks, but not to the level of Sam Hartman. That guy could potentially be in the running for Heisman this upcoming season uh, with the way he looked against Navy. Granted, it's only Navy, but, you know, if Notre Dame wins a lot of games this upcoming season, especially with that schedule, uh, this guy is, it's probably going to be because of this guy, Sam Hartman. And because of that, he'll, he'll probably be in the Heisman race, which is going to be very interesting to see. Um, you know, a guy that, uh, when I was watching AT Perry during draft season, he was a guy that I was just like, man, this guy is making all the right reads, uh, really good ball placement, very good accuracy on his throws, just a lot of good things that this guy can do. So um, I'm excited to see what he does for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. But that's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. If you haven't already, you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like this video. Make sure to subscribe as well. Um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to follow the show and leave a five-star review. But that's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.